guys, welcome to today's episode of Asula and today's guest is Brenna. Yeah, so uh, Brenna actually appeared in one of our videos before, yes. right? Okay, yes, so if y'all noticed, uh, she was in the last text from X video. Yes. Yeah, so uh, she she mentioned... Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the context is, right, guys, that she came to email us uh, about sharing her story and she mentioned that uh, you watched Sangi's video. Yes, I did. Yeah, yes. and she mentioned that she was also an S student, so mm. she said that she had a different experience from Sangi and she wanted to share. Then I was like, okay, wait. So she has like two stories here. One is like about your ex, and then one is about, about like being a student, right? Life, yes. Yeah. Okay, but um, that's kind of like the gist of the video today. But before we jump into it, right? Maybe you can share a little bit more about yourself. So introduce yourself to everyone who hasn't really seen you before. Okay, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Brenna, <laughs> and I was a former. As stewardess with Singapore Airlines for almost two years, and now I'm working with an environmental company. Oh my god! Yes, the jump is like the jump real. Is the jump is real. The jump is real. <laughs> so how old are you this year, actually? I'm turning twenty-five. Okay, you're turning yeah. twenty-five this year. Okay, so um, with with that being established mm-hmm. already, right? Uh, I want to talk about the video that you were previously in. So the yes. last sex from X video. Yep. Um, I was actually curious about that video alongside the fact that you were as stewardess because in the video you said that. Uh, one of the reasons why she became an student is be- was because of her ex-boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, wow! Yes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> maybe, maybe to start, right, you can share a little bit more about that. So like, obviously the reason why you decided to become an student. Okay. And how does it tie in with this whole relationship? Because it was long distance as yes, well. Yes, it was. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so the story about my ex was that I met him during exchange. So ah. I went to California for exchange. And we met in judo. I joined a new CCA there because I wanted to try something new. So you have never done judo before? I've never done judo before. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. And I wanted to try martial art. Okay. Yeah. So I went for judo class and I saw him during class. But I think during the first class, I didn't really think much about him. Okay. I was like, oh, he's just one of the other members. Then along the way, there were sometimes I partnered with him. Then I was like, hey, this guy like quite nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> quite nice, huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> he was the very soft-spoken and introverted type. Ah. We had a small combo in real life and then he said, Oh, I'm going to Hawaii with my friends this week. Oh wow. Yeah. Then I was like, oh okay. Then so that night I went to Facebook message him. Yeah. Yes. Then I was like, oh have fun with your friends in Hawaii. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you I like... texted him first. Okay. Yes. Okay. As in were you interested in him at the point uh, in time? No, not yet. It's just purely his friends. Sure not. <laughs> yes, yes, sure yes. not. Who go and Facebook message people and be like, have fun in Hawaii like <laughs> randomly? <laughs> okay la, okay la. I, I I give you benefit of doubt, give you benefit. So I think over time, I definitely developed feelings for him. Mm. And because we met each other so often, because judo training was uh, four times a week, it's different when you train with someone as compared to like going out on dates. Yeah. I don't really know what to say, but maybe because like you all suffer together. Ah, so it's different, yeah. Okay, so it was, it was really very fun. Then after that, we started going out more. It eventually led us to being uh, a couple. Alright. How does this say ex-boyfriend look like and like you know what I mean? Like some oh. some context for the audience. Because obviously okay. if you tell me like ex-boyfriend in Singapore, it's like okay, you can imagine like what's my <laughs> ex-boyfriend, right? You know what I mean? Because like only so many kinds of people in Singapore that exist. But like, you know, someone from US has so many different like okay, that's true. options, races, religions, okay. figures. Yeah, so okay. please tell me a little bit about him. Yeah. He's actually Asian American. Ah yeah, so his dad is Korean, his mom is Taiwanese. Ah yeah, so he's mixed. Okay. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Okay, so my exchange was very short. It was only 10 weeks long. Okay, yes. so that's 10 weeks is like what, two and a half months? Yes, about okay. there. Yeah. So by end March, I was done with all my exams. But all my friends on exchange during the same semester as me, they only done maybe like me. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And if I didn't find a job in America, I had to leave one month after my last day. So by okay. end April, I needed to leave. 
Alright. Then I was like thinking, uh, should I stay on? So the only way was to get a job. Mm-hmm. And the job couldn't be like any random F&B jobs. It had to be related to my degree. Oh, Which was okay. environmental engineering. Okay. So I asked one of my professors and he said, you can try asking the vice dean of the department. Alright. Okay, so I wrote her an email. Then she was like, I can give you a 10 weeks internship but it'll be unpaid. Then I was like, uh, so I asked my mom, but that time she didn't know about the boy. Yeah. I see! <laughs> I see! Does she know guy. about the boy now? She, she does, she does. Okay, okay, yes. okay. I talked to her about it before. Okay. Yeah, so she's like, hmm. I think she also suspected because in my Insta stories, I always film like two people having meal, but I never show who was the other person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so <laughs> secretive! <laughs> so my mom was like, after I met her, uh, after I met my mom, after I she did ask, are you seeing someone? Yes. Ah, so, okay. back to the point, my mom said, yes lah. She, okay. Because she really wanted me to have fun during exchange. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I think we saw each other really often, like almost five to six times a week. That made it very hard to leave. I see, I see. And I had to leave in June. Okay, okay. Yes. In this uh, timeline of you kind of like dating him, mm-hmm. um, before we go into like the LDR portion of it, yeah. right? Do you ever like meet his parents or like... Because um, you mentioned your mum, like you know, you yeah. told your mum only after that. Yes. But did he tell his parents about it? Like, because it would signify like some kind of seriousness, right? So he was living near school, but his parents were living a one-hour drive away. Okay. Yeah, so he usually goes back once or twice a month. Ah. Yeah, okay. So I think towards the end, before I left, he brought me home. But his mom was very, very sweet to me. Yeah. She was like, Ajuma oh. eh, like so cute. Oh really? Yeah. What she do? What she say? Like, um, you know, she really look like, she had like, those curly hair, then she was yeah. wearing an apron and glasses. Yeah, like really those in, you see in Korean like drama. The, she really played yeah, Korean. Yeah, then she wearing those slippers eh. Oh, the house slippers? <laughs> oh my god. It's like <laughs> a stereotype come to reality. Yes, she really, I was like, I was shocked eh. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, but she was very nice to me. Okay, okay, okay. Then she was like, do you want to eat? Then I was like, mm, okay. So she made us steamboat. Yeah, then she's like, please eat more. Yeah. Oh, so, so well, typical Asian, please typical eat Asian. more. <laughs> <laughs> so did he ask you to be his girlfriend? Or? Uh, yes, it was in... I think it was April or May. Okay. Yes, and that was shortly before I had to leave. Ah, yeah. so what, how did the conversation happen? Like, you know, because obviously it would have been a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. right? I think towards the end, before I had to leave, I cried a lot. Mm. Yes, because I was... I didn't know how to like handle it. And I didn't know if I could do LDR because I've never done an LDR before. Okay. And it's not like America is close to Singapore. It's like it's, halfway across the world. Yeah. So it's not like a hop on a plane and I fly to find him whenever I wanted to. Yeah. And then he said, um, we could just try things out and see where it goes. But I think we both, at the back of our mind, we had this thought that we may not end up being together for life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that was kind of like, you knew this was going to have a time, like a end date one way or another. Yes. Most likely, okay. there will be an end date. Yeah. I can kind of understand why. It's, it's more of like, you know, this is such a, it's like you're here for a good time. Maybe not a long, not a long time. time. <laughs> yeah, but still here for a good time. And the good time is still here. So why not like prolong yeah. it as much as possible? That's true. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes I guess also if you think, like some people will be like, why you want to continue? Because like, you know, maybe you'll be hurt in a Correct, long run. Did, yeah. people, did people say that to you actually? Uh, I think most of my friends were doubtful. They said, if anything happens, um, just take care and I'll be here for you. Aww. Yeah, they're very, very sweet. La. Okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, at the end of this uh, internship and everything, um, mm-hmm. that was when you flew back to Singapore. How was it um, dealing with like the long distance? Because like you said, America is very far away and the time difference is yes. quite crazy, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the time difference was the hard part. I mean, we did try to call quite often, maybe twice or thrice a week. So when I came back, I was actually on my internship. Ah. Yeah. So that was, that was a bit hard because you know, sometimes when I'm alone at my desk, 
then I suddenly zone out and think about him. Mm. Then like sometimes I just want to cry, but I'm in the office. Oh no! Like, <laughs> I had to like suck it back in and then I continue doing my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I was on internship from July to December. Yeah. And sometime in September, which was like in the middle of this whole LDL, we actually had this very long talk about what was going to happen. Because okay. I felt like I was okay to end it, but I also wouldn't mind trying. Okay. Does it does it make sense? Yeah. I I, I think so. Like the go with the flow mo- mentality, yeah. I guess. So yeah. we had this very long talk. Then I was like, okay, you know what? At the end of the year, I'll go back and find you. And okay. see how things go. Okay. Yeah. So after my internship ended, the next day I flew back to America. Oh wow. To find him, yeah. Okay. So we were together for two more weeks. And actually, honestly, it felt strange the first day we met because like, I haven't seen him for more than half a year. Mm. So it was a bit like he was a stranger. Yeah. Yeah, it felt super odd. But after that, it went back to normal. And then when I came back to Singapore, I had this talk about him. I said, so do you want to continue it or... I said after we met, do you want to continue or do you want to end it? Then he said, I think uh, I like where this is going. So we could give it a try. That was what he said. Okay. Yeah. But then like two months later, he dropped the bomb and said, oh, uh, I fell out of love with you. So that was very hard on me because I couldn't understand. Right. Yeah. So did you feel like, okay, after that whole two weeks in America, like were you more invested? And then like, that's why it hit you harder after that? Or like, what was like your feelings at that moment? I think, um, when I went back to America, I maybe realized that um, my love for him didn't change. Right. Or maybe even it grew stronger. Right. Yeah. Mm, and then, so I think I loved him more and more and more and more. So which ah. made it even harder when we broke up. I think if things ended after my exchange ended, it wouldn't have been so painful. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It would be like, it would oh be, my god. Yeah, but. but the recovery process would be much easier. I think so too. Yeah. Because I think you can keep it, like it kind of keeps it as like a, okay, this is like a interesting thing that happened Correct. when I'm like yeah, overseas. Yeah, it's just an exchange fling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it could have been that way, but I guess obviously yeah. it continued because it was more than that. Like yeah. There was more investment serious, into it. Yeah. yeah, which is nothing wrong. So I think like, I guess the point of this video is also to talk about a bit about LDR, like how it works, why it didn't mm-hmm. work for you as well. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Okay, I think this whole LDR thing definitely taught me more um, how to be patient and also clingy. Ah, okay, okay. Because okay. you couldn't be physically with your partner for half a year. Right. Yeah. The only way for it to work out was if either of us moved. Yeah. Yeah, and <coughs> it was more likely that I had to shift there than him to come here. Mm. Yes. Because um, of his work, is it? Yes, so because I don't think there was a fail for his what he studied in Singapore. Yeah, so I was thinking, at the back of my mind, I was like, going to America to work. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't out of the option, so yeah. I was thinking, oh, maybe if I went there, then we could have continued. Right. But then when we ended, he did say a major... So there are two major points that he brought up. He said, one, he couldn't do LDR, and two, he said we didn't have um, enough similar interests to keep the relationship going. Right, right. Yeah. So I found it hard to share my interests with him because uh, I always thought that he may not understand. Uh, yes. But do you try? Sometimes, you like sense? Uh, sometimes I try, but sometimes I don't really know if he understands or not. Ah, yes, like, how will you know what he understands? Because okay. he's just like, oh, okay. Like, this okay, so it's, it doesn't continue the conversation. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think sometimes he will prompt, but yeah. Is it because of like different cultures? Definitely, yes. Okay, okay. So it's like I had to explain everything to him from scratch because he had no context of my background at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I think it's very difficult when it's like that because like correct. when you're when you're together with someone completely like, new. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's pretty hard to like convey the information. It was, course. it was, yeah. yeah. As compared to telling it to my close friend. Yeah. yeah. Or even like if, if I think about it in, in another situation, it's like if you are in America physically with him, right? Yeah. If you want to share anything, because you're in person, it's very easy to just listen and absorb, right? And yes. then like show visibly like different things yeah, to explain. Expression. Yeah, yeah, but like over text is like when you want to explain sometimes it's like you know it's like so much text and tone yes, yes, yeah, it was so it was very very hard. Oh no, okay, very hard okay. to communicate. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's probably the biggest factor. Also, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so when when he did send that message to you, like when y'all broke up and everything, how did you like react to that lah? I mean, obviously you shared a bit of in the in the last text from X video, yes. but maybe you can share a bit more now. So I remember that morning I was supposed to go to the gym, my friend. Okay. Yeah. So I texted. So the first thing I read, right, I definitely cried. Mm. Then I texted my friend I was like Oh sorry I can't go to the GP today Something happened Then he was like Are you okay? Then I was like No I just ended things with Edward So that's his name Edward Yeah so okay. Edward's his name Then I said I think for now I just want to like Stay at home mm. yeah. I think I cried for 3 days straight You never leave yeah. your house I didn't go out for 3 days Yeah Oh no yeah. It must be very painful It yeah. was it was It was yeah. very painful Okay okay So how do you like Move on from that um, Eventually I think the thing about because we broke out in about April mm. and then May, I went for a grad trip. Uh, yeah, I went with my friends, then I went with my family. So that was a major distraction for me. Mm. I, of course, I really had fun there. So after that, after I went for a grad trip, then it was my graduation, then I started work with SQ already. Okay, so now this is where SQ comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but then, but then you're okay, so the timeline is a bit like weird to me, right? Because okay. y'all broke up. Yes. And then you say SQ started. Mm. And then because you said SQ was well, like the re- one of the reasons why you applied for SQ was also because of this relationship. So yes. how did that, like, did it affect like your decision? Like what happened um, there? Yeah. Okay, so I think the initial plan was for you to work was I had to find a job there. So th- I was I was indeed finding jobs in America. Then one day on Facebook when everybody was finding jobs, then I saw the SQ ad for cabin crew. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know why you appeared there. Then I was like, uh, okay, sure. Then I went to click the link. Oh, actually, if I become one, then it's like, I don't need to shift there. I could still see him if I've stayed fights. Yeah. So it's like, come to middle ground. So I did talk to him about it. So I went for an interview and everything. But um, after the interview, I haven't signed contract. So it's like a yes, but it's not like confirmed, confirmed. Right. So I, okay, so the, I remember. Why he sent me the breakup text? My last so last time I went to read what we talked about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. I couldn't remember like two okay. years ago. So I read the previous text I sent him before he sent the breakup text was, um, I'm still finding jobs in America and SQ is gonna be my backup plan for now. Okay, those were my exact words. And then I think he didn't want me to sacrifice so much for. Because if I move to America, it means I have to leave everything here behind. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he didn't want me to make that much of a sacrifice, so he had to make it clear to me that. We are not going to work out. Ah. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I didn't. After I got into SQ, I was. It was something I didn't mind trying also. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, why not? So why why were you okay with like trying SQ? Like, did you didn't want to do anything related to your degree or like um, your industry? Initially, I did. I was very sure I wanted to do something related to environmental engineering. Yeah. But after I got into SQ, I talked to my because my mom used to fly with Japan Airlines. Oh wow! Yes, she was okay. in SQ also. Okay. So I think my dad was more hesitant. Ah, yes. okay, okay, okay. So my dad was like, mm, "You sure you want to fly?" That's mm. like, "Okay, just give me two years, mm. then I'll come back." I had the time of my life in SQ. I'll say. Okay. I mean, I think it was a sad thing that COVID happened, but pre-COVID, I still had 
a pretty good half a year flying. Mm, yeah. Okay. So did you actually fly to meet this this guy when um after you kind of like signed up for SQ and everything? Because that was like objective, right? Okay. And then you all broke up already. Yeah. So do you happen to have any like flights to go to the US at that point in time? Um I had okay, so I joined SQ in July twenty nineteen. Right. And then in December twenty nineteen I have flight to New York. So I just texted him. Okay. Yeah, so like half a year later. Yeah. So I texted him, oh, I have a flight to New York in December. Then he said, oh, I could go and find you. Okay. But actually, California and New York is a six-hour flight. Oh, it's very, very far. That's they're, further than Bangkok. They're, yeah, they're on the opposite <laughs> ends of the country. Oh, so gosh, I was like, are you sure? Then I was like, yeah, sure. I could just go there and find you and like um, meet my friends in the area also. Okay, okay. Yeah, so he came out and find me. And so like he stayed, he crashed my hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, so we went out for those two, three days. Oh, mm. how was that? It's like going out as friends? Going out as friends, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I went to watch like a musical. It's still fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so, as of now, you would say you are still friends with him? Yes, we are. Okay, yes. okay. So, let's talk a bit about your SQ journey then. Okay. Yeah, so, sure. how uh, after you signed up for it, you went to is the interview process very smooth sailing for you? Yeah. So, how the interview process works is that we start off in groups of 10 for yeah. the first round. And then I remembered the person who came to announce was very harsh. So she said four names. Yeah. So my name was one of the four. Then yeah. the other six, she was like, oh, okay, the rest of you, y'all didn't make it. Y'all can go home now, bye. Yeah, that was all she said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was very, very harsh and very abrupt. <laughs> they didn't even okay. tell you like why you didn't get in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the second round was also. So the first two rounds is like, you don't really know what they're looking for. Yeah. So my first round, they asked, what would you do if you were given $100? Like oh. this kind of question. So what do you answer? Oh, I said, I'll buy a Kindle for my sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the second round was also similar. Then third round was the one where they asked you why you enjoy SQ, all these kind of things. So actually, mm. it's quite simple. Uh, yes, but simple. Yes, it's quite a straightforward process, I would say. Right. Mm. Okay. No, because like you know, I don't know how these interview processes are always made out to me. Like, okay, it's like very tough lah. They have like group interview you to present. Not know. It turns out they only ask like a few questions, uh, but like in different groups. Yes, different. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe they change up the process like every once in a while. I think now it's slightly easier because. My year they were mass recruiting. Ah, because mm. so they needed people. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Yeah. So after after you got in mm. through this like a bit more straightforward kind of interview process, right? Um the training was how long? Three months. Ah, yes. okay. But training was I found it tough because I wasn't so used to the strict culture there. Okay, yeah, so, so talk a bit about that. I feel I felt like the atmosphere there was very like tense and everything because they emphasize a lot on politeness and respect there. Yeah. So how you carry yourself and like everybody walk past, you have to say good morning mm. or good afternoon. Um, everybody knows that SQ has a very strong hierarchy. Yes. Yes, but I also say that it's needed because that is what makes us what we are today. Okay. Yes, I, I feel like if you're too lax with like your colleagues or whatever, then we are not able to uphold that standard that people expect of us mm. on board. Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So do you think this like very strict and like very tough culture kind of like Build you to become a better like as stewardess in a sense. I'll say definitely yes because because they were strict with me right, so I had to force myself to be a fast learner. Yeah, yeah, and it also taught me of how to talk to people, um, in a better way. Okay, like phrase my words better. Ah, I'll say okay. So it's like being mindful a little yes, bit about like how you speak. My words, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And it's like two way respect. So yeah. that's what I liked about it. Okay, so yeah. at least okay. So it means your supervisors also gave you that yes. respect. Yes. Okay, now that's that's good. That's good because mm-hmm. I think that. Sometimes maybe it might be a misconception that like, you know the people bully the the younger or like the people who just joined the okay. thing. Or oh, is that true? I wouldn't say bully, but they're definitely more strict 
Because okay. But it may be in their best interest because they want you to learn the fastest. Right. At the start. And that's where you can grow the most also. Right. Yeah. So you really need to have like damn thick skin to be able to join la, Yes. In you have sense. to be able to tahan scoldings. Ah. Yes. Maybe that's why it comes off as bullying because I guess in that culture it's kind of like, okay, we need, it's like learn the lesson the hard way. Mm. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not everybody can handle that maybe. Yes. I know okay, of some okay. crew who cry because oh. they couldn't take like the scolding. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Do you, did you, do you cry? I did not. <laughs> wow, so strong. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, talking about other things, you, you also mentioned that, like, because you have a very different experience from Sanggi, maybe you want to share a little bit about your other different experiences from her. Okay, I think a lot of people have the misconception that, like, SQ girls are... G. Okay, that's one. <laughs> I'm just throwing out what comes to mind because it's true. <laughs> okay, yes, I would say. And a lot of them think that we are like bimbos. Ah, yeah. okay. So yeah. so you wanna debunk the misconception now? Um I would say not everyone is. Because most of the crew that I've interacted with, we managed to have pretty meaningful conversations. That's nice. Yes. And I think a lot of people also think that, oh, we are just like looking pretty on board. But I think there's a lot of behind the scenes that we actually do. Especially like safety and emergency procedures also. I mean, there was a reason why our training was three months before they allowed us to fly. Yeah. yeah because they also emphasize a lot on service. Yeah. Like, how we have to talk to people. Like, we are not allowed to use words on like, okay or sure on board. Oh, wait. Yeah, because so, so said, what do you use? Uh, we said certainly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. certainly? Yeah. Because they say okay or sure is too casual. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. What are some other things that you're not allowed to say? Uh... We just have to be very formal, so we cannot ah, say, yeah. Okay. You know, cannot say, definitely not Singlish. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. But, which was hard for me because I speak 100% Singlish. Right. Yeah, so to switch it to perfect English was a bit tough. So certainly? Yes. <laughs> certainly? Wow. Um, I think SQ is also very particular about, particular about names. Names? Yes. Okay, so in what sense? You have to know all the crew member names. Ah. Yes. At home, you'll, you'll do your homework. So, wow, so the homework is you have to see who is the crew on the flight. Oh my god! <laughs> so actually there's a lot of things you need to do. Oh my god! So you have to write down, write down, write down. Then you have to look at the station information. Yeah. You have to see like, what is their um, security level? What is the airport risk level? Okay. Yeah. And then... What is the, you mean airport risk level? Like, um, how safe is the airport? How safe is the city? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. you have to know the time difference. You have to know what hotel you're staying at. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to know what like the duty free limitations in case people ask you. Ah. Yeah. So there's this whole station information that we normally look to before our flights. Okay. Yeah. So during the briefing, you just introduce yourself. You say hi, good evening. I'm Brenna. Then say to everybody. Last time we used to shake hands. Oh. Yeah. Because now. Wait. So you must hi, good evening to everybody. Every single person. You have to shake their hand. You say hi, I'm Brenna. I'm Brenna. I'm Brenna. I'm Brenna. Say that to everybody. What the? <laughs> so the earlier, you, yeah, the earlier you get in, right, it's better because you shake less. <laughs> I'm Brenna, for example, right? Then, so the person, when they, when another person comes and shake your hands, you have to say back, I'm Brenna, that kind of thing. Yes, to you have to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so wait, stand up, stand up. For every single crew who comes in, yeah. <laughs> why just stand up the whole way? They just hold your hand permanently <laughs> out of that. Like, hi, I'm Brenna, just put a name tag here, I'm Brenna. Oh my yeah. gosh. And the, the most, the largest set of crew is 28 people, for that's the air bus. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, ini tuh HM. Brenda tuh, tuh ini Pipa Happy Thunder before. Yes. Oh, oh my god. Times, yeah. Oh my god. I think god. I used to it lah. It's really quite a lot of things that we have to do. That I people see. are not aware of. Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> definitely a lot of things. I'm sure I'm sure there's even more things that you have to do like preparing and stuff yes. like the food. Yeah. Like, okay, so so then I have a question also which is like, um, what's your most interesting experience that you had on a flight? Could be like a most memorable one or could be something that is like, um, good or bad? Can we go or bad? I definitely have my fair share of both polite and horrible passengers. Okay. Um, okay, I don't think there was a passenger that was rude to me, just to me, but he was rude to like my entire Everybody self la. crew. Okay. So that was extremely difficult because whatever we said, he didn't he like didn't want to listen. Then he was he was he was sitting in economy class. Okay. And then he started requesting stuff from business class. For the non-ranking crew, we will first always ask our Complex leader, of course. What we'll do. So normally they will try their best to tease them, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. they don't want any unhappy passengers. Because we're most afraid of complaints. Ah. Yeah. So <laughs> tell me about these complaints. Yes. So we're most um, so when we sense like a passenger is like maybe like too done already, right? Yeah. Then we will try to service recovery, lor. Uh. We try to pacify them, start addressing them by their names. We go and look through. We must find their name and like address them by their name. <laughs> Oh, yeah, try to like pamper them. No, it's like don't make them feel that you know they are hurt. Then like yes. they are, they are. Yeah. You know, it's like we care about you. Correct. Oh <laughs> and why are you way through one? Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So with that said, like you, you've already officially ended being a stewardess yes. as of last week, right? Yes, last week was my last. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So now, what are your plans for the future? Oh wait, I mean wait before we go into the plans for the future. During COVID and everything, your experience was very similar to Sangi's, right? Yes. SQ came out with this patient care ambassador program ah. which was um, basically working with the nurses in hospital and I was like oh that's quite interesting because I was stuck I didn't know what I wanted to do I mean I couldn't fly also so I was like okay so I signed up and then I was posted to one of the hospitals so I was there for about five months yeah and I decided to leave after five months because I felt my work was getting pretty stagnant yeah and I knew that if I wanted to go back to the environmental sector, I had to do something about it. Yeah. And that was when the government also released the SG United Traineeship Program. Ah. So I went to find a job which was related to my degree. So I got in, so I was flying and doing traineeship at the same time. But because flights were not a lot, so it was still okay. Since my two years is also almost up, so I was like, I think it's about time to leave. Mm. Yeah. So I did ask my traineeship company if there's a possibility for conversion. Then they're like, yeah, sure, we'll take you. In, nice. Yeah, which is... Then do you think I mean now you're gonna go back into like the whole nine to six life? Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll miss lying? I would say definitely because it definitely gives you a lot of independence, a lot of freedom. Mm. But I'm the kind that I need a corporate job to provide stability in my life, so I feel more stable working a like nine to six job. Okay, then uh, with that said, I know now they're not really hiring for any like yeah, new they freeze hiring new stewardesses or anything but yeah. like for people who maybe down the line when COVID is up aspire to become as stewardesses what kind of advice would you want to give to them? I'll say just go for it even if you're unsure and rejection is normal so if you do get rejected and there's people who take like 5-6 times before they get in yeah so if you really want it just keep trying keep trying keep trying mm. yeah and also any advice about relationships and what you've learned from your relationship with your ex? Uh, <laughs> your ex this video got too many topics, sorry. <laughs> um, I would say the main thing is really communication is the utmost important if you want things to work. Especially in LDR because through text is the only way that you're communicating. You can't see how the person is feeling unless you're like video call. 
and any with any doubts or uncertainty, just make sure that you convey it to your partner because your partner is not a mind reader. He can't tell, he or she can't tell through text whether what you're feeling. However, so yeah, I hope for all, all of you who are doing LDL, you push on. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> My new favorite word is gonna be certainly. I'm gonna say it every video now, <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but I think I think LDR is like super difficult. Like I myself would never think to be an LDR. Yes. But I've seen things work. I've yeah. seen from actual real examples Some of my friends. Can do it. Yeah. Like being successful in their relationship. So it's all just about hard work and whether you all both are aligned as human beings, right? Yes. Yeah, even if in different cultures, like you can still be aligned in terms of your values, your goals, your future. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah. if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Not not a big deal. Yeah, Don't worry. Okay. Move on. There's many other fish. So many people correct. <laughs> exactly what I was gonna say. So many other people that you can find. Yeah. Okay, so with that say thank you, uh, Brenna, for sharing your very long story. Um, and I love how everything is like kind of like tied together. Yeah. It's like one it's reason like you to another yeah. thing. It's like a whole like storybook. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And how um like a chain of it's like a chain of events, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think you grew a lot from it as a person. Also, I definitely so did. Yeah. Hopefully it would this story would be um eye-opening for other people as well. It's not, maybe you cannot really relate to the story, but it's kind of like, oh, juicy. Yeah. Like interesting. Yeah. yeah so um please of course uh leave in the comments and tell us what you liked about this video. If you were asked us before, yeah, yeah, like share your experiences in the comments. We would love to read it as well. Yep. And uh, let us know who else you want us to interview on the next episode of Asula. Or if you think you have an interesting story that you would like to share, uh, do email it into us or even like drop us a DM on Instagram, Zula SG, mm. uh, and maybe we can have you on board for our next guest. Yeah. So yeah, so thank you for watching and remember to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time.